Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. Welcome into another edition of Hops and Spirits Kentucky. We got another great one for you this week as the calendar keeps rolling on, unfortunately. It never seems to slow down. We talk with Kentucky Senator Bourbon about some of their new releases and some of the fun things they have in store as they continue to build the brand. But first, some news and notes from around the state of Kentucky. Old Forrester announced that Kentucky and Louisville native Melissa Rift has been named Brand Ambassador Master Taster. Rift will help continue the revitalization of Old Forrester, the only bourbon to exist before, during, and after Prohibition and the founding brand of Brown Foreman. Rift uh, most recently held a leadership role at Beam Suntory and previously served as single barrel program director at Bullet Distilling. She started her career in the bourbon industry as a bourbon tour guide and has worked her way up. Congrats to her. Michter's Master Distiller Dan McKee and Michter's Master of Maturation Andrea Wilson have approved a release of Michter's 20-year Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Michter's distributors and importers will begin to ship the 2022 edition in early November. The last release of Michter's 20-year bourbon from the distillery occurred a year ago. The proof of this 2022 release is 114.2, and the suggested U.S. retail price for a 750-milliliter bottle is... Hope you're sitting down for this one. $1,200. And last but not least, the signature dish of Louisville and Kentucky since 1926. Um, What would that be? Well, that would be the hot brown. And Louisville Tourism has teamed up with more than a dozen local restaurants in the greater Louisville area to serve up the inaugural inaugural Louisville Hot Brown Week. The week will encourage locals and visitors to indulge in the famous dish by dining at participating restaurants, offering a $10 to $12 hot brown specials from October 24th through October 30th. For details and most up-to-date list of participating restaurants, visit hotbrownweek.com or follow at hotbrownweek on Instagram. If you've ever had it, it's definitely unique to Kentucky. I'm not a big fan, but maybe you are. So if you're in the greater Louisville area or visiting, you should check out that as well. You should also check out our interview because up next we talk with co-founder of Kentucky Senator Bourbon, Damon Thayer, about where the brand's headed, some new releases, and a whole lot more. Enjoy. Check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here for the Q&A this week, he's kind of a, a repeat guest, but it's technically the first time here on the Hops and Spirits Kentucky podcast. We're welcoming back co-founder of Kentucky Senator Bourbon, Damon Thayer. Damon, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be back. Thanks, uh, thanks for having us again. Well, absolutely. And it's, you know, last time we were talking, I think it was just the first release was out. Now you're up to three and you've got a whole lot more planned. So I'm excited to see what you guys have in store for us. But before we get to that, for those that may not know you, uh, I know you're an entrepreneur. You're, you you just, you tend to stay busy. That That's probably the best way, way to describe you is you stay busy. So the Cliff Notes version of just a little bit about yourself. Well, yeah, I've got a, a lot of things that uh, keep me pretty active. Uh, I'm a member of the Kentucky State Senate, where I'm the Senate Majority Floor Leader. I represent the 17th District, and I live in Georgetown. Uh, and then I've got my own consulting business. Um, I'm a marketing and business development consultant. And then uh, I've also got a company called Half Century Equine Ventures, which invests in racehorse partnerships. And then uh, along with my business partner, Andre Regard, I'm the co-founder of Kentucky Senator Spirits. Uh, and uh, so those are the, you know, everybody's got to have a good side hustle. I feel like I've got four of them. <laughs> well, and in, in some weird way, they all kind of work together because who doesn't like the ability to maybe bring some bourbon along to some business meetings? 
Yeah, I've got a business card that I hand out that says uh, bourbon, horses, politics. I've kind of got the Kentucky trifecta covered. <laughs> you, you, you very much do. And, you know, um, I know you've always kind of enjoyed bourbon or at least, you know, for a good while. Um, and now that you're in it, what, what, why get into the business side of it? Though It's one thing to enjoy it and maybe, you know, kind of maybe invest in something, but to actually take on a brand, why get into that? That's a great question. I really didn't start drinking bourbon until my early 40s, right after uh, I got divorced. And, you know, bur bourbon was an excellent companion uh, during those early days. And uh, so I, I didn't I didn't drink it much before then, but I was familiar with the story because in Frankfurt, you know, we started to pass bills to remove artificial barriers to free enterprise, particularly for the bourbon business. So and I started started drinking bourbon casually, started collecting some bottles and um, and, you know, working with the Kentucky Distillers Association and folks in the distilling business. It, it's it's cool. It's full of great people, fun people, people who are easy to be around. And. I have kind of an entrepreneurial streak, you know, my my parents were entrepreneurs. I grew up in Michigan and uh, moved to Kentucky 30 years ago to work at Turfway Park in Northern Kentucky. I'm a marketing and communications guy by trade. And, you know, my, my dad during the Carter malaise of the late seventies, that was Jimmy Carter's term, not mine. I'm trying to, <laughs> he called it a malaise. It was a great recession. My dad quit his job working in the factory in Bay city, Michigan, and moved us up to a converted hunting cabin that he in Grayling, Michigan, up in Northern Michigan, not the upper peninsula, the, the northern lower peninsula right here. You know, if you're from Michigan, you show where you live or where you're from. <laughs> oh, it's called the Mitten. Uh, my, my parents had purchased this hunting cabin from my grandmother after my grandfather died in 71 and, and converted it into a house for us to live in. And my dad quit his job to move up there and start his own machine shop. So, you know, my dad, you know, ran the, ran it and my mom was the bookkeeper and so I, I guess I probably inherited an entrepreneurial spirit from them and so in 2017 I just sort of stumbled onto this lapsed bourbon brand called Kentucky Senator and it had a, a cool logo with an eagle on it you know with a couple of twigs from a tree in its beak and um, and you, you can see the old logo at our website KentuckySenatorBourbon.com it's, it's on our homepage. And I thought, wow, you know, this would be kind of cool to restore this brand. And, you know, I, I, I knew the, the Pinhook guys, uh, Jamie Hill from the horse racing side of the business because they run Bourbon Lane Stables. And I thought that it was a cool idea that they had about naming each release for one of their Bourbon Lane racing racehorses. And so I, I got this idea. Why, why not try to resurrect this brand? and name each release after U.S. senators from Kentucky. There's like 56 of them. And uh, so I went to my, my good friend, Andre Regard, who happened to be my lawyer for my other business entities. I said, hey, I, I want to bring back this bourbon brand. You know, I'm super naive about it. <laughs> I said, but, I, you know, I, knew I needed a lawyer. I said, you know, can you help me, you know, get legal with all this stuff? And he said, how about this? Let's be 50-50 partners. And he said, 
to me, you do the marketing and branding. And he said, I'll do all the legal work and we'll figure everything else out. And that's kind of what we did. Um, it, it took a, it took a while. I mean, it's, it's, it's not an easy business to get into. And, and all the people who are getting into the business, whether they're non-distiller producers like us or people building their own distillery or, you know, people doing blending like uh, my friend, Tony Milburn up in Northern Kentucky with the new Wenzel whiskey. It's, it's not an easy business to get into. There are a lot of legal uh, and licensing hoops to jump through. So the, the first thing we did is Andre applied for the, trademark to Kentucky Senator Bourbon. And you have to go through the United States Patent Administration. And, you know, you have to wait six months to see if anybody objects to you having the patent. And we didn't know what would happen because the, the brand started back in the early part of the 20th century up in Covington with the Krigler and Krigler distillery. And then somehow, we don't know how, it, but it, it got sold to Double Springs Distillers in Bardstown. And so, you know, we were waiting to see if somebody would claim it. Nobody did. So we own the trademark to Kentucky Senator Bourbon and Kentucky Senator Spirits. And then, you know, we, we had to form an LLC, you know, all the usual things you have to do to start a business in Kentucky. And then there are multiple licensing things that you have to go through, local, state, and federal. You're going to go through the TTB and, and all that. And that, that takes time. Then, you know, we, you know, so we had to develop a brand, uh, get it licensed. Then we had to get investors. You know, we had to pe find people who wanted to in invest in our idea. And, you know, that took time. And then, then we had to find the bourbon. And that was the really <laughs> difficult. And because it says Kentucky Senator on the label, we passed a bill many, many years ago that I voted for that says if it says Kentucky on the label, you know, Kentucky Senator, Kentucky Owl, Kentucky Gentleman, it has to be Kentucky juice. So, you know, there's all this great MGP juice out there and, you know, New Riff and Boone County and uh, lots of others, Magnus, they've used MGP to launch their brands. We can't do that because <laughs> MGP is made across the Ohio River in Indiana. So we went through some stops and starts on finding the juice. And then, you know, it just kind of all came together. Oddly enough, during COVID, you know, the, the, we, we got the investors, we, we found some bourbon and that's a, another story. And then we had to you know, buy bottles and corks and seals and find a place to do labels. And, and it, it just kind of all came together. And uh, we were able to launch with our first release out in, February of 2021 while COVID was still raging. Well, it, it is funny. Sometimes you, you don't realize the things that you have to go through and, and even just the simple thing of where to get, get the bourbon uh, because of a, a, of the name and, but it's, it, it's worked out for you and you went, um, obviously you guys went the non, you know, NDP, the non-distilling of a route. Why go that route? Obviously, like you said, there's a lot, a lot of good ones out there, but some nowadays like to, you know, maybe contract to steal their own stuff, things like that. Why kind of go the sourcing route? So as you know, there are three ways you can be in the bourbon business. You can be an NDP, a source in bourbon. You can, you can be a contract distiller or you can have your own distillery. We just felt like the, the easiest way for entry into the marketplace was as an NTP and a source. 
but that's phase one, and we are working on phase two. Uh, we're we're doing a, a fundraise so we can go to an existing distillery and and do a do contract bourbon. So that's phase two, <clears throat> and we're we're hoping to get that going in the next six to 12 months. We're finalizing all the paperwork, doing the pro formas, et cetera. All, all of our original investors uh, have really enjoyed it and they, they want to step up and help us, you know, raise capital to do phase two. So we're, we're, we're doing all that, trying to find a contract distiller. That's not easy because what a lot of the people who do contract distilling are booked because I mean, you know, back in the day before the current bourbon boom, many of the, the, the big guys in the bourbon business, they engaged in contract distilling because the demand for bourbon wasn't high. Uh, but now that the demand is off the charts, all the big guys have pretty much gotten out of the contract distilling business because they need the capacity for their own brands. So there are, you know, new players coming onto the scene uh, all the time to do contract distilling. Um, you know, the, the big ones right now are Castle and Key and Bardstown Bourbon Company. And uh, great companies, by the way, we've got bourbon aging at uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company right now, but they're pretty much full for the next several years on their capacity. So while we're putting together our pitch and raising the money, we're also working on finding a distillery that we can partner with for, for phase two. But we, you know, we we're still going to be in phase one for a while, uh, with um, several different purchases of of source bourbon that we're aging for future releases. So we'll we'll be we'll be doing we'll be continue to play in the source bourbon space for a while, and hopefully in the next six to twelve months be able to lay down our own juice uh, for four or five years down the road. Because if we when we do the contract use, we will age for at least four years, maybe longer, depending on our ability to, you know, find sourced bourbon to, you know, continue to build the brand and have a, at least an annual release. Uh, so, you know, I, I look at what Ken Lewis has done up at uh, New Riff. You know, he, he launched the brand with OKI using MGP juice. And then, you know, of course, he built a distillery up there on the pile <laughs> and it's a amazing place and they're putting amazing bourbon too and you know they 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 age new riff there and you know launch their new brand and they age it four years and then release it and it's magical stuff you know we, we'd kind of like to do a similar model except we'd be in the contract space not you know own our own distillery that's not not a step we're willing to take just yet I was going to say the, the downside of the bourbon industry is time and money and takes a lot of both uh, to, to, to get where you want. And, you know, how has it been sourcing? Because like you said, you've you ran into some obstacles because one, at the time, you kind of didn't realize, I think when we talked the first time, you you had to, because of the name, you in the law on the book, you almost kind of overlooked that for a second and then went, oh, I got to have it from Kentucky. And how has that been sourcing everything? Yeah, it's a funny, funny story. We had a great line on some amazing MGP juice that was aging in Kentucky. And then I was talking to my friend, Eric Gregory, who won, runs the Kentucky Distillers Association. He said, uh, don't, don't you remember you voted for a bill several years ago that says if it's Kentucky on the label, you have to have Kentucky juice. So I'm like, 
smack my head. You know, I vote on thousands and thousands of bills in my 20 years in the Senate. I'd forgotten about that. So he reminded me and we had to put the skids on the MGT and start from scratch. So it's it's been a really interesting journey. We've been very lucky, you know, on our, our first release, uh, which is a 15 year bourbon uh, with the uh, brand of uh, Alvin Barkley, Senator Alvin Barkley. U.S. Senator, he served as both minority and majority leader in the U.S. Senate. He was vice president of the United States under Harry S. Truman. Lake Barkley is named for him. We got really lucky because we, the, the timing worked out where our money came in from our investors and we got a line from a broker on buying a tote of 15-year bourbon. And they sent us a sample of bourbon from one tote uh, that was 114 proof. We tasted it. We called them back and we said, we'll take it because you have to move quickly in the source bourbon world. And they said, well, we already sold the 114 proof, but we'll sell you a, a tote of 107. And we said, we'll take that. <laughs> and so so we, we got really lucky with the tote of just some amazing, amazing bourbon. Uh, so we started out at 107 proof and we decided that we're going we're gonna to sell all of our Kentucky Senator at 107. That's the traditional barrel proof. There's a couple of pappies at 107. Well, our antique is 107. Baker's seven years, 107. So we, we, we kind of made that a part of our brand and bottled this, this juice uh, back in January of 2021. And it, we, we have a great bottling partnership with Sam Rock and his team at Bluegrass Distillers. Here in Lexington, uh, we formed a partnership with Kentucky Eagle. They are the Anheuser-Busch distributor here in central and south central Kentucky, but they were looking to expand their wine and spirits portfolio statewide. So we, we got in at a good time with them as they're trying to expand their, their bourbon portfolio, and they've done a terrific job. And, you know, we, we bottled up about 1,300 bottles, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, it sold really well. It won an Ascot Award for taste. Um, it's gotten great reviews uh, from uh, bloggers and bourbon influencers and people like Fred Minnick. We were named uh, the 42nd best whiskey of 2021, and we were the highest rated 15-year-old bourbon last year. So we, we were really lucky uh, landing that tote. Um, we, we're, we're pretty sure we know where it came from, but you know, <laughs> the, the brokers never say so, but I'm pretty sure it was from Jim Beam and I'm pretty sure it was Knob Creek 15 year. So, uh, can't, you know, we like to be pretty, very transparent with, with our customers. So I don't mind telling you that again, I can't confirm it, but we're pretty sure that's what it was. Um, uh, we just got lucky and some, you know, Sometimes in life, just being in the right place at the right time. What did Mark Twain say? 80% of success is just going up. <laughs> and I like to say the other 80% is knowing what to do when you get there. And, and so we were able to take advantage of it. Well, and now, like you said, you, you, you've gotten to the point where you actually have barrels sitting and waiting, which I'm sure has got to be a relief <laughs> in, in this day and age with, with everything. So how has that gone since? Because now you're able to actually have some stuff, you're putting stuff away. You, you already kind of know where things are, are going a little bit in terms of those yearly releases. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, right after the first release came out, we were able to buy uh, 25 barrels of six-year-old distillate. Again, the broker couldn't confirm where it came from, but we're pretty sure that it's Barton juice um, from, you know, from Sazerac down in Bardstown. Um, you know, the Barton 1792, there's a lot of that out there. And it's terrific. They sent us the sample. We loved it. And, and we bought 25 barrels. And so what, what we do now, we're kind of settling into an annual release around June, like to hit right before the July 4th Independence Day holiday, because, you know, we kind of have that kind of patriotic uh, theme. So we, we pulled six barrels. Liquor Barn uh, decided that they wanted to do a, a single barrel. So Brad Williams comes over to Bluegrass Distillers. Uh, we, 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 we have the six barrels. We, Brad does a barrel pick and he selects a single barrel that's uh, going to be uh, available in all the Liquor Barn, Party Martin, Depth stores throughout Kentucky. They're obviously a big retail supporter of ours and then the other five are blended together proof everything's proofed down to 107 and then uh and then sold so that was uh the 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 six-year release that came out in june of 2021 it also won a gold award uh for taste from uh the Ascot awards that fred minnick does so it um this is the second release it's a six-year bourbon and we named it for William J. DeBow, who was the first Republican to serve as a U.S. Senator from Kentucky. There haven't been very many Republicans uh, until the last uh, 50 years. Uh, and we, uh, we named it for him because he was a one-termer and uh, a term in the U.S. Senate is six years. So um, it's a six-year bourbon. So that's why we did that as the second release. And then earlier this year, uh, we, we aged that bourbon another year and we released our third release, which is a seven year bourbon. It is named for Senator John G. Carlisle. He's a Democrat from Covington and he was the father of the Bottle and Bond Act. So uh, Andre had a great idea. This is the 125th anniversary of the Bottle and Bond Act. We don't have any Bottle and Bond bourbon yet, but uh, we thought we'd name our release for Senator Carlisle. And it's, it's amazing, Jonathan. This, this is really good juice the six year, but the, the seven year, that extra year of aging uh, has really reaped its rewards. Now the angels got about 10%. So we got about a hundred fewer bottles than we forecasted uh, for our business plan, which is kind of a bummer, but the bourbon tastes great. And uh, it's been really well received. And we've got, um, so that leaves us with 13 barrels left from that. So the plan is to do in June of 2023, an eight year release. And then in June of 2024, a nine year release. Then that will leave us one barrel. And so we're <laughs> gonna wait another year and we'll do um, a, a special true single barrel. So maybe 120, 140 bottles, depending on evaporation and the angels and how greedy they are. Uh, but we're kind of excited about that. And uh, 
you know, that, that will, that will then, you know, take care of these 25 barrels that we bought. Again, we think it's Barton juice. Can't confirm. We just know that it's really good. We've gotten great reviews. Um, and you know, you can find uh, some really good tasting notes, uh, on our, our webpage or Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our friends at the bourbon news have done some really cool tasting notes, graphics, uh, on our bourbon. And those are available on all of our social media. When I was going to say, you know, obviously with release two, three, kind of four and five, there'll be the similarity because they're all kind of coming from the same place. But obviously that first one didn't. It's possible other ones that you're able, other barrels that you're able to get won't come from those same places either. How do you balance kind of that tasting profile? Because obviously it's going to be a little different every time, but I'm guessing you still want to keep it in a roundabout realm so people know what to expect when they're getting Kentucky Senator. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and I'll just, you know, full disclosure, we've got 50 barrels of Green River bourbon aging down in Owensboro. Uh, it's currently three years and two months old. And fortuitously for us, the timing is going to be great because when we are out of the juice that is in these two bottles, that Green River juice will be about five years old. And so, you know, then we'll, we'll, we'll move into uh, the latter, what, what we call phase one, while we're, where we're still sourcing and we'll start bottling up the Green River juice. So number one, uh, all of these bourbons that we're, we've sourced are, are high rye bourbons. Uh, the, all the releases from the, the, the first release, which is one bourbon, mash bill to second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, which is going to be another. And then seventh uh, will be another. They're, they're going to be high ride bourbons. Uh, right now we're at uh, 75, 21, and four uh, on the mash bill on the current bourbon. Secondly, that's another reason for, for proofing everything to 107. Uh, so there's at least a consistency on the proof. And, you know, we, we, we don't hide from the fact that we're an NDP sourced bourbon and that, you know, our, our bourbon comes from different places. But uh, uh, I think we can say that, look, there's a consistency in proof. And, you know, for, for people who like high proof bourbons, we're, we're, we should be one of your go-tos. And, uh, and even at 107, it's not too high, uh, but it's still, you know, anything above 100 is, is considered pretty pretty high proof so that's a that's kind of the way we're going who knows what we'll do down the line once we uh, start contracting who knows maybe we'll try a weeded recipe or uh, maybe we'll stick with the high rye we haven't gotten quite there yet it depends on which distiller we, we choose and whoever the master distiller is that, that we work with to kind of get their input as well but so far this the high rye bourbon uh, has been pretty well received and the 107 proof has been well received well, no, I was going to say, I mean, clearly you're doing something right because you're still getting all these these honors and it's been, you know, like I said, two different ages or three different ages, a couple different places that it's come from. So clearly you guys have at least a good palate for what you're searching for. And what's it like to get those those accolades? It's it's very cool. And uh, I wish I could show you the, the trophies we've won from the Fred Minnick Ascot Awards, but they're they're at uh 
our photographer, Richie Weirman's studio because he's going to do some cool photography with the trophies uh, to put on our social media and website. Uh, and we also, we also want to double platinum for the marketing and branding, uh, which I was pretty proud of that because that's my role in the company. And I, you know, I'm a comms guy. I come from a marketing promotions, PR branding background. So it's pretty cool. I mean, honestly, I, I hoped when we started that we would have been at this point. Uh, but you know how hopes and dreams are, right? I mean, that's why they call them hopes and dreams and you hope they come true. You know, it, it started as just kind of a hobby. Our investors thought it would be really cool to be involved in the bourbon space. But, you know, we, we've actually done really well with the bourbon and, you know, getting ready to move to that next phase. And I think when you, when you can say to investors and consumers that, hey, we've got bourbon that's gotten great accolades, great reviews, it's won awards. We've got a pretty cool brand and, and, you know, there's a lot of new brands coming into the bourbon space, which is great. I'm all for competition, but, you know, I think our brand is unique. We, we like to say that we're selling great Kentucky bourbon with a side of Kentucky history and people, people like that. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of history here in Kentucky and, you know, we, we, we tell a little bit of it on the back of each bottle and then there's a QR code or a website our website that you can go to, to, you know, get the full, full on, you know, two page bio for each Senator. It's pretty cool. And, um, you know, part of the fun for me as a history buff is researching the, the senators and uh, deciding who we're going to do next. And, you know, it's something that Andre and I work on. Maybe, maybe someday we'll, we'll do an online contest and get, get input from people to see what they think. Uh, but it's it's been really cool, and I you know we're gonna we're gonna scale up now, and eventually, once we scale up, we'll have bigger releases, uh, more more widely distributed in Kentucky. Maybe we'll go to some other states, uh, depending on how much of that Green River juice we decide to release. We have fifty barrels, so you know right now we we pull six barrels a year. Maybe when we get to the Green River Juice, maybe we pull 10 or 15 or 20 and it, it'll be a younger bourbon to start out with a five year. So it'll be a lower price point uh, and it'll be more widely distributed. So, we, you know, we're going to scale up and try to get it into the hands of more people and make it more available and accessible. And, and, and in the meantime, we're trying to build a brand uh, right now. We're in the super premium space. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, generally on the top shelf or behind uh, the, uh, the, the, the check, the cash out register below the glass at Liquor Barn. Uh, we're trying to build that brand in the super premium space. But eventually, as we scale up, it will become more widely available at a lower price point and, and more accessible to people. Well, and you touched on, on, on this there, the history of it and everything in terms of being able to showcase the senators that, you know, serve uh, from Kentucky in D.C. And how do you go about selecting those? I know the, a little bit has been kind of based on the year statement. And then uh, obviously this last one was more maybe in honor of, of, of what the person had done in, in Carlisle. But how do you go about selecting and, and how does that process work? I've got a couple books on Kentucky history and uh, there's a book out that has a bio of every uh, U S Senator. I read that. Um, 
I, I go online, Wikipedia, do research. I've got a couple friends of mine, uh, Will Turwart in Northern Kentucky, Tommy Druin here in Georgetown. They're even bigger history buffs than I am, and they've given me some suggestions. Uh, and, you know, just, you know, we, 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 with Barkley, we wanted to launch big. And he is one of the – and I'm a Republican. He's a Democrat. It's funny. I'm a, I'm a pro-bourbon, pro-horse racing Republican state senator. He was for prohibition and against gambling and a Democrat. And we still chose him to be our first because, you know, we're trying to be bipartisan here. But he was a big figure in our history, one of the greatest U.S. senators and most accomplished U.S. senators in Kentucky history. The second release, we were trying to be a little cheap. We, we, we want to go Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, and, you know, kind of go back and forth to ecumenical or bipartisan. So we wanted a Republican for the second release, and we had six-year bourbon, so trying to be a little cheeky, taking the one-termer. Uh, on, the, on the third release, you know, Andre had the great idea of, you know, it's the 125th year of the bottle and bond act. Why not choose Carlisle? Um, I'll give you a little bit of a scoop. So our next release will be in June and would like to use a Republican. So, but the problem is there aren't a lot of Republicans to choose from until the last 50 years. Um, and there's a law that says if someone has been dead 50 years or less, you cannot use their name, image, or likeness for promotional purposes unless you get permission of their trust or their family. So I'd kind of like to use John Sherman Cooper, who was a great, great U.S. senator from down in Somerset, uh, was big on foreign policy. And Mitch McConnell was once his intern and inspiration for becoming a U.S. senator. So uh, I've got a lead on potentially tracking down a, uh, a granddaughter of John Senator John Sherman Cooper. And we're going to talk to her about getting permission to use his, his image on, on one of our releases. My political mentor is the late Senator Jim Bunning from Northern Kentucky. I've already got permission from his family uh, to, to use him on one of our releases. And we, we will do so uh, at some point in the future. Uh, so, you know, there, I think there are 56 U.S. senators from Kentucky and all but the, all but two of them are deceased. Uh, the only two living U.S. senators are the two current occupants of the office, Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul, because in the last few years, we've lost Jim Bunning. Um, very sad. I attended that funeral. He was a big, a big, uh, big person in my life. Um, we've also lost Wendell Ford, Dee Huddleston. So, um, you know, there's uh, lots to choose from, but different hoops that you got to jump through. And, you know, we, we choose just based on different circumstances. Like I said, at some point, maybe when we uh, scale up, uh, maybe when we start using the Green River juice, maybe we'll do a contest, you know, put some options out there on the Internet, and let people vote uh, to get more people involved. I was going to say, so I, no, I, love, I love the history lesson. I love I love it, though. It's, it's pretty fun. I got to be honest. It's pretty fun to bring these people who have played a role in Kentucky's history one way or the other. Uh, you know, DeBoe was a little more obscure, but, you know, when I was researching him, I mean, he, he was a doctor, a lawyer, a school superintendent, 
went to med school at U of L, served in the state Senate. Um, you know, he was from Crittenden County in West Kentucky. So the, you know, even some of these guys that people haven't heard of, they, they all played a role in our history because they, they represented us in Washington, DC. Well, like I said, it, the, the tagline of good, good bourbon with uh, a side of history is really cool. And it's, it's something that people can hold on to and learn a little bit uh, as well. And, and, you know, as you guys move forward, you've touched on this, you know, obviously you're looking to scale up, looking to maybe get into the con, you know, work with some, some folks on some contract distilling. What is next, next for, for y'all? Obviously the yearly releases are, are going to keep coming in June, but what, what's the, the ultimate hope here is that you can say and, 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 and share. Well, so number one, you, you know, the plan for annual releases uh, and then, you know, transitioning into the Green River juice once it gets to about five years old. But we always reserve the right if we get lucky and are able to land uh, some aged bourbon that's ready to roll that we could we could decide, you know, to, to, to do a bottling at any other time. You know, it, it takes, um, right now, I gotta tell you, one of the challenges is getting bottles. There's a real glass shortage. And, you know, during the pandemic, Woodford stopped selling double oaks for a while because they couldn't find the squat bottles, you know, the little squat bottles. Uh, they're, they're back in business now. You know, they're Brown Foreman's a big company. They, they, they know how to figure out how to source that stuff. But uh, we've got we've got glass uh, in storage. Uh, so, you know, we we're, we're, we're not hobbled by that right now. But if, if we landed some other source juice. You know, it, it would take about two months to turn around. You know, we'd have to design design the label, get the label printed, get a, get a date on the calendar of Bluegrass Distillers to do the bottling. So there's always that possibility that we could turn on a dime and do another release. But, you know, for the long term, we want to get into the contract space and probably lay down 500 barrels. And, you know, maybe it's 100 barrels at one place couple hundred somewhere else or maybe we can find a place that can do all 500 and then that gives us a lot of options in terms of scaling up um and as well as aging you know because mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to sell any bourbon that's less than four years old and i will even though you're not required to put an aging statement on a bourbon once it turns four our bourbon will always have an aging statement on it i just like that transparency so you're going to see us remain strong in the sourcing category for a while and then eventually move to phase two where we, we, we're in the contract space. But again, that's, you're not going to see any contract to still it from us for four or five years because A, we got to raise the money, which we're in the process of doing. B, we've got to find a, a, a partner to contract with. We're in the process of doing that. And then then and then we've got to age it and like i said we're not gonna we're not gonna go to market with anything under four years old so you know you i think you 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 know what to expect from us for the next few years but there's always the possibility uh for a surprise if we're able to you know land some good source juice that's made in kentucky and that means filled bottled and aged here now, now, I also have to ask this because your name, your the business name is Kentucky Senator Spirits. 
any other thoughts of other spirits or is it always going to be bourbon? <laughs> That's a good question. Yes. I mean, there is always the possibility of us perhaps doing a rye and, you know, for uh, trademark purposes, I can't divulge too much, but uh, that's a possibility. There's also the possibility of us going into other states. Again, for uh, proprietary reasons, I can't really go into that too much, but there, there are always the possibility for brand extensions there. That's a, that's a marketing buzzword. <laughs> uh, and, and yet that's always, a, that's a very good question, Jonathan. And um, again, as we scale up and our, our cash position improves, uh, there's always the possibility for brand extensions. I like it. I like it. A little tease and also good, you know, market. That must be that marketing background of yours, always leaving yourself the, an open door to, to, to adventure out into. And uh, it's, uh, it's I, Tom's degree from Michigan State. <laughs> I'm a Sparty. We're a basketball school now because our football team sucks after having a great season last year. Uh, but, you know, um, I'm a loyal Sparty and it's, it's a great comms degree. I got there way back in the old days when I was a college student. Well, and, and it seems to be uh, working well for you in the business world too. And in the bourbon world of that with some, some good, good juice, some good product, great history. And, and Damon, I really appreciate you sharing uh, the story of Kentucky Senator bourbon and kind of the future of it. Thank you, Jonathan. It's, it's fun to tell the story. We love doing your podcast. Uh, we, we want customers and future customers to to understand where we're coming from you help us get that message out there and you know we, we like to be very transparent uh, when it comes to our bourbon you know we're always going to have an aging statement on it i've been pretty forthright with you on where we think our bourbon came from i like people to know that and it's it's a lot of fun it's it's um it's not it's not a it's not a cheap business to be in uh, you also have to have patience you know, uh, because of the, 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 the aging process. Uh, and, and you also have to understand that there's a lot of government red tape licensing, uh, multiple government layers there to go through. I let Andre deal with that. Uh, he's good at that, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we, we want to make more fans. We, you know, we encourage people, if you get a chance to buy our bourbon, buy two bottles, one to drink, one to keep, because we're, we're starting a nice vertical collection. And, you know, for the, People who still have our 15-year first release, I think that's probably going to be pretty valuable on the secondary market. And those who have a collection are probably going to be rewarded for it if they choose to participate uh, in, in the uh, secondary market. But it also looks really good on a shelf. I was going to say, it's one that you can always uh, spark a conversation with. And, and as you said, though, these are limited releases. And once they are gone, they are gone. They're gone. And, you know, one of the best things about bourbon is it's a great conversation starter. And it was one of the reasons why I was so intrigued working with a lot of the bourbon barons like Bill Samuels and uh, Chris Morris, Jimmy Russell, you know, in, in Frankfurt and my other job, just the, the great stories and the conversation that it provokes. And so we think with our nod to history, we, we kind of continue Bourbon as a great conversation starter and, and conversation piece. 
Well, and, and I, I think you've, you've hit that and Damon, thanks again. And uh, we look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks for having us, Jonathan. We really appreciate it.